Good morning. Welcome one and all to Mizzou Softball Stadium in Columbia, Missouri. It is Saturday, March 7th, a beautiful Saturday afternoon as we're getting ready for game two of a three-game series between the number 24 Missouri Tigers and the Ole Miss Rebels. My name is Joey Miller, alongside me Lucas Owens here on KCOU Sports. So, let's, before, while we're running through lineups, Lucas, let's get started with what happened last night. You called the game with Patrick last night, and Mizzou got the first game of the series 9-1 to with a score in six innings. Pretty exciting game. Not the first half, though. Uh, Ole Miss scored the first inning, and it was a one nothing game until the fifth inning, where Mizzou would kind of come out of nowhere and score six runs, get a really sizable lead, and in the next inning, finish it off with a Jasmine Rollin walk-off two-run bomb to take a game. And they're getting ready with these hype-up videos and starting the lineups as they're about to take the field. But before that, Lucas, what can you say that you saw from yesterday that you can really take away going into this game, some stuff to expect from both teams? Um, but one thing I wouldn't expect that was a big problem for yesterday was getting to Molly Jacobson early. During the first four innings of yesterday's game, Molly Jacobson was fortunately untouchable in the circle for the Ole Miss Rebels. So, um, I know today we have Ava Toman on the circle for the Rebels. He is sporting a 1.8 ERA. So, uh, that could be a lot to contend with, but, uh, the Tigers are going to have to work through that. But, uh, I would expect them to try to come out hot, especially with, uh, Wilmis Rollins Kessinger due up in the first inning, the bottom half of the first inning, because of how they ended last night's game. Absolutely. And the Missouri Tigers today are wearing a gray ash sort of We were kind of debating what color uniform this is. I was getting anthracite, and I was getting laughed at. But I, I call it a gray, as the Ole Miss Rebels are wearing white with blue pinstripes, red lettering. They're taking the field right now, so we will run through the starting lineup real quick for the Ole Miss Rebels. There's Michaela Alley at one spot, followed by Autumn Gillespie, Jessica Puck, Sydney Gutierrez, Paige Smith, Abby Latham, Matt Barbara, Amanda Roth, Tate Whitley, and as you said, in the circle today is Ava Tillman. As for the defensive starters for the Missouri Tigers, in center field, batting first, Brooke Wilmez, uh, the designated hitter, rather, sorry, is Jasmine Rollin at the two spot. Left field, Kayla Kessinger, catcher Hattie Moore at the four to clean up the spot. Shortstop, Kimberly Wart. Second base, Kendall Bailey. First base, Emma Raby. Third base, Megan Mall, And right field, Money Mint. And warming up in the circle right now is Emma Nichols. What can you say about Emma Nichols? Well, uh, Emma Nichols is somebody that we haven't seen too much action for in the circle so far this season. Um, she tends to be probably about, I would say, Mizzou's second or third starter. But uh, she is scoring a 3.96 ERA. And that 1.4 uh, walks and hitters, hits, um, burning pitch is uh, certainly something Mizzou could use after yesterday. Um, yesterday, they were allowing a lot of runners. They got themselves into handful of games. So uh, it would be a great thing for Mizzou to have to uh, not have to worry about runners all over the game. Absolutely. And if they can get off to a, maybe a more demanding start, as they did last night. Uh, Emma Nichols is a freshman, so just off the bat, uh, Coach Anderson from Missouri Tigers really just putting the faith in this rookie in a big SEC opener. And now that they're ranked, it's more important than ever to beat these teams that are uh, at or below 500 or near 500, I would say. As we're just about getting started with Michaela Alley. So, first pitch coming up. She sets, winds, balls a little bit outside. For ball one to start the game. Pretty sizable crowd, would you say? Yeah, I think uh, the basketball game got wrapped up uh, at a great time for everybody just to walk across the parking lot over here. I see out on the outfield, Burn, we have the antlers, so that should be very interesting. Must have migrated us. Michaela Alley hits it to the third baseman for an easy ground out to start the inning. Now we will get a chance to see Autumn Gillespie. Autumn Gillespie leads the team in OPS, 
in 56 at-bats on the season. Also leads the team in slugging percentage, so those outfielders are going to want to cover those gaps. Yeah, she uh, positioned well at this two spot to get the ball anywhere in the field. As she slaps it down the first baseline for a foul ball, strike one, start the at-bat. It's good to get into a commanding lead in these kind of situations, especially, like you were saying before the broadcast, uh, a lot of no scoring yesterday, but uh, no runs. Uh, rather, uh, a lot of hits. So you definitely want to pick up on the defensive side of things. As she pulls back for a ball, so evens up the count at one and one. It's also very promising. Emma Nichols seems to have command of her pitches right now, so that should work in the favor, so the uh, Tigers don't allow too many walks today. This ball is hit to right field, having to back up just a little bit, but Imani Mint gets the second out. So now Jessica Puck steps up to the plate for the potential of a 1-2-3 inning. We'll see if the Missouri Tigers can get it done. But something interesting about Jessica Puck that Lucas, you didn't know before, but uh, I noticed immediately from the name, Jessica Puck is the sister to AJ Puck, who is the sixth overall pick in the 2016 MLB draft. Top prospect for the Oakland Athletics is Jessica Puck. The sister takes ball one on the outside side. Yeah, it's certainly interesting. Um, it's been very fun to watch AJ Puck as he develops through the minors. I know he's having a little bit of injury trouble from my friend in training, but uh, very cool to make that connection there. Something that I'm honestly surprised I did not realize until you brought it up. Yeah, and Jessica Puck takes ball two on the outside half again. But yeah, you're from the Bay Area. Is that correct? Yes, I'm from uh, the South Bay, so probably about an hour, 30 minutes away from Oakland. So you might get to see a little bit of AJ Puck, especially since he debuted last season. So we'll see what happens with Jessica Puck's brother as now it is a 3 nothing count. So don't want to get a base runner on this inning, I think. For a home team, it's really important to start off with a 1-2-3 inning just to get the momentum shifted right in their favor, but let's see if Emma Nichols, the freshman, can get out of it. Now, a strike taken in the outside half. Yeah, Emma Nichols uh, certainly appears to be being uh, very cautious so far in this at-bat with Jessica Buck. Jessica Buck, one of the better power hitters for the Ole Miss Rebels, a team that doesn't have too much power, so definitely don't want to give up too long a shot. For sure, as she takes ball four, so there will be a base runner this inning, and... You know, it's tough. I see Emma Nichols really just wanting to get her to chase with that outside pitch, really just keeping it away from them getting the start like it did last night. And as the lefty, Sidney Gutierrez, steps up. It is low. Oh, it looks like it is low. I saw the ump signal forward motion to the pitcher, but I think that was for a different thing. It, it is, in fact, a ball. So 1 nothing is the count. I think he was uh, motioning to the second base ump to uh, get the call. Just to confirm, yeah, as Sidney Gutierrez hits a foul ball to the first base side. 1-1 one, one is the count. Gutierrez is uh, in an interesting spot being the cleanup hitter for the Rebels. Um, she's bad in cleanup, but really, she's sporting a 371 average, but a no-bum run, so not too much power. Just very interesting position. And she takes a foul ball off the shin. And Gutierrez, like you said, has a 327 batting average that leads the team this season. And just 35 at-bats. It is still pretty early in the season, but still some impressive numbers from, like you said, the cleanup, which is interesting in this position, but maybe... Just trying to switch some things around as she slaps it right back at Emma Nichols, the pitcher, who gets the easy ground out to finish off the inning. So when we come back, we will see the first part of the Missouri Tigers offense in today's game. You're listening to KCOU Sports. Welcome back to the bottom of the first inning here at Mizzou Softball Stadium. I'm Joey Miller alongside me, Lucas Owens. Uh, quick inning, uh, three outs, one walk, but the Tigers were efficient to get out of it in this game against an SEC rival, the Ole Miss Rebels. So first up batting, we will see Brooke Winnes, who quickly slaps it to the shortstop for a very quick match. Yeah, that's uh, that's never something you want to see from your league officer, to be honest. It's a quick at bat. You want to let them have some time to feel the pitcher out, uh, notice some pitches, notice some movements, uh, notice her command, and uh, report it back to the dugout. But she just saw that one pitch and uh, got out on it, too. Yeah, sometimes you got to jump on the balls that you like. It's now Jasmine Rollin 
takes strike one, the hero of last night's game, who ended it in the sixth inning with a two-run bomb. Yeah, that two-run bomb straight down to center field, so it certainly was impressive. As she takes strike two, a very nice pitch to look at there, but now she's already behind 0-2, and Jasmine Rollins, aside from that home run, had a pretty solid outing, still went three for three yesterday, and has really just come into her own since she's got here. As she slaps one down the first baseline, she's rounding first, she's going for second. It's going to be a close play, and she's going to be safe. The ball got there before, but it looks like she got under the tag. Yeah, I don't think Ole Miss is too happy about that call, but uh, that's what they Ruben Felix has come out to dispute this. Yeah, Ruben Felix um, mentioned it a lot on yesterday's broadcast. Big, uh, good friend of uh, Joe Havenhall, who was on plate umpire last night, uh, had a lot of chats with him oh. down at their baseline. More so just to get me front sometimes about less more trivial things, but uh, yeah, Ruben Felix, pretty animated coach out of the Ole Miss dugout. Possibly any collusion going on. Hopefully not for the oh, Tigers I, case. I doubt it. I doubt it. For the sake of sportsmanship, as Kayla Kessinger takes her first look as a strike is called on the outside corner, and Jasmine Rollin is in fact safe. Nothing was overturned there. That was pretty quick. I, I don't believe they have video review in college softball, especially with no SEC network here today, so not yeah. a lot of video cameras. As Kessinger takes the ball on the outside, and yeah, no, like you were mentioning, I, I think we're the only broadcast today. Yeah, there's a lot happening here with the basketball game. Senior night just ended in the second game of the baseball series as Kessinger hits a foul ball to the left side screen, so one two is the count. Kayla Kessinger has really been a dominant force for this team. As a redshirt junior, leads the team in batting average with a 4.06 batting average in 69 at bats. He takes ball two. Uh, just really impressive numbers so far this season. Yeah, she's been dominant. I know she's coming back from a big injury last year, but uh, she's really not showing it at all. She's been coming back great. Absolutely. She just swings and completely whips for a very clean strikeout from Ava Tillman, who's in the circle for Ole Miss. Yeah, Ava Tillman, uh, not a pitcher like we saw yesterday, with two or, the pitchers yesterday were definitely more strikeout-oriented. Uh, Ava Tillman definitely likes to get ground balls more often than not. So uh, good to see her for Ole Miss uh, getting that hit. For sure. Is. Now in a two-out situation, Hattie Moore takes all one on the inside part. A uh, really great opportunity to get out in front with a runner in scoring position. And let's see if Hattie Moore and get it done for the Tigers as she takes strike one on the upper outside part. Some great pitches, great pitch selection from Ava Tillman. Not just working the outside, but working the inside a little bit too. Next pitch is a bit low. So now 2-1 is the count, two outs. Working pretty quickly, coming. Yes, she's not taking her time. As that ball kind of gets a little bit out of her hand a bit late. And that'll be ball three, but she just held on to that a little bit too much. Yeah, certainly here so trying to put a little too much cheese on that one. Try to reset here, though. And now, Patty Moore takes the walk. So, runners at first and second. Still a great opportunity for Kimberly Wirt, the junior. Yeah, Kimberly Wirt had a pretty good game last night as a uh, mound visit going on here. But, uh, yeah, currently trying to get something here. Balling on second, too. Wrong has quite a lot of speed across all bases. I, I don't think she'll still serve, but uh, if the ball goes anywhere in the outfield, I would expect her to run home. If anybody I trust on the base paths, it's Jasmine Rollins. She is lightning. Yes. Kimberly Wirt takes strike one, and Kimberly Wirt in these situations, two-out situation, batting 276, but overall an average of 299, so just really great offense from Mizzou this season as ball one is taken on the inside part. Yeah, certainly. Um, this top part of the lineup just is insane uh, offensive production. A lot of players very far above 300, and then you have her at 300. As Wirt hits it to right field, Jasmine Rollins is going to come around to score easily to get the Missouri Tigers up on the board, one to nothing. Really great there from Kimberly Wirt. Get it right down the line. Yeah, it certainly appeared like it. She just, uh, she just snapped that one opposite field. Um, it's nothing, nothing better, not a better feeling than uh, driving the run in from second and getting the runner from first to third. So now the Tigers have another great chance to score. With Kendall Bailey up at the plate. Runners at the corners. Takes ball one. But yeah, like you said, just 
getting up early in this game. I know Ole Miss did that yesterday. It didn't really help out. But for a sizable home crowd who really showed out to support here on the Saturday afternoon, it really helps the morale as ball two is taken here. Yeah, I think it. I think the sizable home crowd, this is a very, like, it's pretty packed Mizzou softball stadium. It's not the biggest stadium, but very nice stadium. You've got the bleachers looking very full, especially on the Mizzou side. That and Daughters Day getting people out. Um, you got the basketball game ending just in time for people to come over here. That was great timing on the part of MU Athletics. But, uh, yeah, it's just a great environment here for a good softball game, it's looking like. And the weather has something to do with it, for sure. 64 degrees and sunny at, at the start time. A little bit of wind, but... Nevertheless, as there was just a quick mound visit to calm the nerves of Ava Tillman. Got to get out of this inning for Ole Miss. Nice ball. And a quick throw down to first. It won't get Kimberly Ward. So. Yeah, it looked like the uh, catcher there, I believe that was Autumn Gillespie. Um, just really saw Ward starting to lean That's way too far off. Now. Kendall Bailey gets the walk. And now, ducks on the pond for number 21, Emma Raby, the sophomore. I mean, if there's any opportunity to get out of this game in five innings, it would be a, a nice shot here. Oh, yeah. She uh, got the biggest home run hitter on the Tigers, but uh, she has put it out of the park before, two home runs on the season. Seven RBIs, though, so definitely going to look to be out inside total right here and get a uh, good shot off of David Tillman. Raby takes ball one. Well, she hits it to the second baseman, bobbles it a little bit, but nevertheless gets out of the inning. So one run comes across for the Missouri Tigers. One nothing to score. We will be right back in the second inning. You're listening to KCAU Sports. Top of the second inning here at Mizzou Softball Stadium. Mizzou Tigers lead it one to nothing after Jasmine Rollins came around to score on an RBI single from Kimberly Wirt. So the five spot for the Rebels is going to be Paige Smith to get something started here for the Rebels, possibly is all one is taken. And Rebels certainly don't want to get into the scene, but the Mizzou Tigers found themselves in for four innings last night and uh, really not getting anything going against uh, Jacobson last night, but uh, certainly try to not do that. And strike one is called. Paige Smith takes it, evens up the count. You gotta wonder, I know a lot of coaches have a different approach to batting. They always, some of the coaches that I've had like to ask the batters to take the first strike before you start considering swing just to practice your patience as ball two is taken by Paige Smith. But uh, I've been seeing that a lot with the Rebels, and I wonder if that's Ruben Felix's strategy. So Patty Moore is coming out just to give a couple words to pitcher Emma Nichols. But uh, Ruben Felix kind of struggling. He is an interim head coach, you know, so he's pretty new with the program, but just not getting anything going. And it is a tough opponent to start off this uh, SEC play with a ranked opponent as Paige Smith hits a foul ball to the right side. So not much going. Now 2-2 two -two is the count. Paige Smith right now leading the team in strikeouts with 12. And we will see if she can prevent the 13th. She smacks another one down the first base side, so it stays alive. This, uh, this could be a good opportunity for Paige Smith if she keeps finally it off here to uh, get uh, quite a few uh, five few looks at uh, Nichols, who really has been working her way through this line quickly. And she takes strike three. It looks like she didn't even hesitate. To, she just went straight for the dugout. She yeah. knew. That, that, pitch was, that pitch was nasty from a Nichols. Just right on the inside. It's really hard to get your hands to uh, keep short to the ball. And just... Especially if you're expecting any form of off-speed pitch. And a pitcher pit pitches it fast and with a little bit of movement inside, just going to destroy you every time. Oh, yeah. You just lock up as Abby Latham at the plate, takes ball one. Abby Latham, really solid player over the past few years for the Rebels. Right now, leads the team in home runs, five home runs on the season this year, and is tied for first with RBIs on the season of 15. She hits it into the screen, the first strike, so one and one is the count here. But going back to that pitch, it's something that really, it's a really terrible feeling. I don't know if you've played baseball or softball or anything oh, of that sort. When you kind of just freeze up, baseball, yes. it, you just freeze up and you just, it, you kick yourself in the dugout. It's the worst feeling is she hit the right up the middle and that's going to be the first hit for the Ole Miss Rebels. So starting something off this inning as we head into the bottom three of the lineup for the Rebels. Mac Barbara, the de designated hitter, 
Yeah. You're talking about, I think, uh, you're talking about freezing gumps. Like, any, looking, striking out looking in general, terrible feeling gum. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really not, it's not giving yourself a chance to yeah. hit the ball. I know that, uh, for me, uh, our coach made us run laps. If any, anybody had a strikeout looking, he always wanted you to swing. And, uh, I know that's a lot of, uh, strategies when it's coming into the D1 level, they don't want you to do the same thing. You know, yeah. It's pretty competitive at this level. It's Quickly gets up 0-2 on the count while we were talking about <laughs> strikeout looking. Yeah, Mac got both of those. Yeah, Mac Barbara not having the greatest season so far. Just at point oh eight three batting average. So let's see if with this new opportunity is this her thirteenth at bat of the season if she can get something going for herself this season. Takes it on the outside. It's a throw down to second steal, and it is safe. It looks like the ball got there, but the um said that it popped out of the glove or something. Kind of made that motion. It's coach Larissa Anderson is headed out of the Tigers dugout. Uh, time honored tradition for any coach to uh, go argue with the umpire. Um, I know if I was a coach, I would absolutely love just getting in the head. Of enough. But uh, yeah, it did look like he was saying that he bobbled it, but it uh, looks like they're going to have a discussion about it now. It looked pretty clean to me, but you know, I'm not down there on the field. and it's it looked, I mean, the ball beat her by a mile, beat Latham by a yeah. mile. Latham did not get a great jump on that one. So now the umps are just kind of discussing it now. But like you said, there's no replay today. Yeah, I don't think college softball in general doesn't have replay. Yeah. Still calling it safe, so sticking with the call. But yeah, it's a tough break for the Tigers, but we're still gonna, I think they're going to find a way out of this. Um, Mac Barber's in a big hole here, and then you have, uh, looks like, Amanda Roth coming up next. Amanda Roth, not the best hitter either. So it is the bottom of the line. Yeah, okay. so if you can get out of that, it would be a would be fine for the Tigers. But uh, allowing any kind of hit here would be disastrous. So a breath of fresh air is now a runner in scoring position for the Rebels. Another ball on the outside part of the play. So two and two is the count. So no opportunity at a double play. That, that's really going to hurt them to get out of the inning any quicker. But like you said, it is the bottom of the lineup. And all Emma Nichols needs to do is do her job and get her, hit her spots. So she did not that time. Yeah, she keeps trying to pitch it to the outside. Uh, Matt Barber just isn't, isn't chasing anything. Um, and she's not hitting really her outside spots. So Emma Nichols definitely needs to challenge Matt Barber here. And I know what that's like, you know, just not wanting to hit the pitcher, or hit the batter rather, as a foul ball down the first baseline. But full count here for Matt Barbara. Emma Nichols kind of regroups here. Yeah, hitting the batter. Um, I don't think that Emma Nichols, I think, is just trying to hit her spots. Hitting the batter, though, whenever I got a pitching opportunity, which was very infrequent, I would hit at least one batter. There would just be one pitch. And the same way as looks like Barbara hits it to the first base, takes it herself for the out, maybe getting the easy ground out. But yeah. moves out the runner, Abby Latham. So now with two outs, not really a bunt opportunity here, but uh, a need for the Rebels to do something here, maybe tie it up. Yes, I'm going. I think uh, I think out of that Mac Barber at bat, that's really like a pretty it's pretty good um pretty good result for them getting the runner to second, then move to third. Um, yeah, the same same effect with a bunt, you know. As yeah, strike one is taken. It was a bit high, but it looks like a check swing might have caught Roth. And here's the pitch here. Another strike on the inside, right at the knees. So now she's really starting to warm up here. And Nichols pitch count at 32 right now in two innings, so not the best, but not the worst. A slap down the third baseline. It's going to be a foul. Yeah, you were talking about um, pitch count. Um, I think the Tigers really just expect maybe four or five innings of good work out of Nichols. Um, I mean, with softball not having the biggest bullpen, specifically at a college level, um, you certainly want to get the most out of your pitchers. So uh, if she can keep this pitch count up, I think she does have a good performance in her own. Absolutely, yes. It is slapped foul to now the opposite side, the right field side. So staying alive is Amanda Roth. And in situations like this, I mean, the Tigers just really need to keep this lead if they want to get out of this game uh, like they did last night. Get some runs back on the board. It's a hit by pitch. So Emma Nichols let the pressure get to her. 
So now there are runners on the corner for the Rebels. Yeah, and I imagine Roth, um, with her speed, um, is going to steal first very quickly. Never mind, we yeah. have a pink runner. So it uh, looks like Ruben Felix did not trust her speed, no. as that will be Kelsha Lofton coming into the game for the Ole Miss Rebels. Saw this a little bit last night, getting uh, getting uh, pinch runners in quickly. Um, believe the way Kelsha softball works is you can bring in a runner and then put back out the uh, batter out on the field as we get a mound visit from Larissa Anderson and the Tigers here. Kind of like a courtesy in a sense. Yes, definitely. Um, but I imagine Kelsha Lofton's going to steal this base pretty easily. She has not been caught stealing yet this season. So I think she's going to steal second, and then the Tigers are going to have a hard position having runners on second and third. And Lofton is feeling herself right now, just dancing along to, to this DJ Jazzy Jeff being played on the PA. Well, it's, it's a theme song to Fresh Prince of Bel-Hair. How can you not dance along to it? Sure. One of, one of the better TV theme songs for my, my dollars. As the mound visit dissipates. So now we will get to see Tate Whitley here at the bottom of the lineup for the Rebels. Still in a great opportunity, but with two outs. The lefty for pitch from Emma Nichols is a strike. Looks like she was trying to run up on that and slap it somewhere, but nothing going there. Tate Whitley. Something interesting about Tate Whitley. She is the, her cousin is Joey Hunt, who is an offensive lineman for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, just a bit of cool information I found. Yeah, definitely um, interesting to see uh, family since she gets out there. She hits it to second base, throws it on to first, and that'll get out of the inning. So, keeps the one hitter through two innings. We will see in the bottom of the second when we come back. Welcome back to another broadcast by KCU Sports, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers as Mizzou is up one to nothing here in the bottom of the second. A quick hit right to the left fielder for Megan Mall. Didn't even give me a chance to give an intro. Yeah, it's definitely disastrous to your intro there. Um, really just getting on top of that one. Um, hopefully it goes through the 6-5 uh, gap and it's uh, a runner on quickly. That will be a big help to the Tigers. So looking to add to a small lead, but a lead nonetheless here in the second inning. The bottom of the lineup is Imani Mint, who takes strike one. Yeah, Imani Mint uh, usually deploys the running up and they kind of slap, um, slap hit and get strategy and try and get on. Seems to work for her. And she does not go for that pitch inside to even up the count at one and one. Kind of yeah, kind of like an Ichiro-esque uh, with a lefty running up on the ball like that as strike two is taken. Kind of walks away, walking towards first. Usually you see a lot of slap hits. They're going straight for the ball or maybe trying to aim it to the opposite side for a lefty. Uh, uh, aim it to left field, rather. A quick throw back after that ball. That was good. That was good. Throw down to first. It didn't get uh, Megan Mall, but really nice snap, especially with a left-handed batter kind of just side-armed it. Perfect placement. Yeah, I think uh, you've been seeing the last few. We saw it uh, quite a lot last night. Um, where she, uh, she likes to keep the runners um, on bases, uh, certainly not getting too far off the bat and uh, looking for opportunities everywhere. Monument took that ball and is now 2-2 two two in the pitch. It is a swing strike, so it's the strike out of it. It looks like a throwdown almost gets Megan Mall, but once again saved by the bell. The old Miss side, I heard a couple of groans. Yeah, uh, old Miss thought they had a double play there. Uh, I'm disagree. That uh, Scott Meyer. Um, yeah, he uh, looks like he needs a little bit more from the old Miss Rebels on those pickoffs to get anything. But Megan Mall just has to be a little more conservative there. It definitely is. Now back at the top of the line, Brooke Wilmes takes ball one, grounded out to shortstop in the first at bat of the game. Already through the lineup, and it's just the second innings. A short ball easily goes out to the first base side. That'll be strike one for Brooke Wilmez. Brooke Wilmez, like we said previously, a pretty solid hitter, obviously. The leadoff spot has to be a pretty solid hitter. Yep. Uh, but 377 batting average, 12 RBIs, three home runs. Really has been a great addition to this Tiger squad with her in her junior year. She takes another ball, it looks like. 
Yeah, see, it's been having, uh, having quite the year in her junior campaign. Um, yeah, it's just a great lead-off average. I mean, if you have an anytime you have an average that's getting up there close to 400, you're going to be having a good season. For sure, but it is pretty early. I mean, we're just early into March, so... Uh, 22 games in, so... Yeah, but this being the first SEC opponent, the first conference opponent, she's yeah, still holding her own. She takes ball. Two, uh, ball three, oh. and... She threw her bat on strike two. I was going to say three and four, but it, she was ready to head down to first, but yeah, nevertheless... She disagreed on that call. I, I kind of see where she was at, but uh, nevertheless, three-two is the count here. Hits up. Slow pop fly out of blue band for a single. Looks like the runner's going to third. She's safe. Ooh, barely kept her fingers on. That was a questionable move. I was over there. I thought she was going to be out if that throw was more on the line. I was looking, yeah, because you kind of slid head first and kind of gravitated off the base just by a fingertip, if any. But with that being said, looks like Brooke Gomez went to second while the play was at third. So now a great opportunity, once again, with Jasmine Rollin. Game. We're going to visit the mound real quick. Ava Tillman saying a few words with Gillespie, the catcher, and now the infielders. Now runners at second and third after a double from Brooke Gomez. Yeah, this is a very tough spot. That uh, that little blue, I'm, I said Rubble's probably want that walk now, I would think. But uh, yeah, it's a very tough spot. You got Rollin and then Kessinger, who are probably both going to have opportunities with only one out. And that kind of landed in no man's land. It looked like could have been the center fielders at a certain point, maybe the second baseman. But Jasmine Rollin takes ball one. Jasmine Rollin at the top of this lineup, like we said, is just a phenomenal offensive power for this ranked Tigers lineup. Takes ball two. Really had a strong freshman campaign. Won a couple of freshman SECs of the week, I remember. She's really made a name for herself in this conference as she swings and misses. I think she was I think she was trying to hit some cars in the parking lot on that one. She was going for it all. And she was trying to hit the hospital across the street. Oh, yeah. That might be a little bit out of reach. With the wind, you never know. That's true. She hits it off her shin for strike two. So two and two is the count. She's kind of walking it off right now. Doesn't look that phased, but it always hurts. Yep. I would guess the Missouri Orthopedic Institute, which I would say is the closest range of well, probably about 600 feet away from home plate. Never say never. Yeah. She takes ball three. I think the longest home run recorded just in general was 582 feet. Yeah, that's true. That was uh, in Denver, Colorado, before oh, the Rockies. Course. We won't get into that argument. <laughs> no, not for the Rockies, just she hits it. It is bobbled by the second baseman. It looks like that's going to score a run. Jasmine Rollins gets an infield hit and scores one run, just like she did last inning. And now, 2 nothing is the score for the Missouri Tigers. So, just a quick error. A great, great play to stop the ball, prevent it from getting into right field and scoring both of those runs, but still only one out, and in the meat of this lineup, Kayla Kessinger up. And now runners on the corners, and here we are again. As Jasmine Rollin takes off. It's going to be cut off by the second baseman, preventing the, uh, preventing the third base runner, Brooke Gomez, from going home, but they won't do anything there. So now runners at second and third for Kayla Kessinger. Yeah, I think Kayla Kessinger is just going to look up this wall. Really anywhere at least, but definitely trying to get a hit. Maybe uh, give a souvenir to the antlers out. In the left field. Oh, well, she is a left-handed batter, but you never know. Oppo, Oppo power. It is only 200 up to either side as she takes the ball. So the count now is two and one with one out. She looks like she's trying to slap something somewhere. I see the infield creeping in. Oh, I think the infield's just going to try to get the out at home if they can. But absolutely. Yeah. Pitch on the inside now. Three and one. This is a batter's dream right now. Oh yeah, pitcher has to challenge her, or else she's going to load the bases. Just a great opportunity for Kessinger. Pitch here. It's a strike on the outside, mid-outside. So now a full count. Got to buckle in here. Kayla Kessinger. Tell him at the pitch. It is outside for all four. Quick throw down to third, but nothing going. So now the base is loaded for Patty Moore, Patty Moore to clean up. So put in a cleanup spot, and this is a cleanup opportunity. Let's see if she can, in fact, clean up the bases, as the name of the lineup spot suggests. Yeah, she's, I think, certainly going to try to send something far, at least for one or two runs, but uh, prime position with just one out if she takes right one. 
But if anything, she's just trying to avoid a double play now that there is a force out at all bases. So 0-1. There's a strike on the upper inside part. A couple people in the crowd not liking that. Oh, I don't think this crowd is going to react kind of to the home plate umpire regardless. Especially with a big crowd, dude. You know? Oh, yeah. Once you once you get a crowd into it and the crowd gets an opinion, they aren't going to lose that opinion. Absolutely is. She takes the first ball. Patty Moore. Now one and two. So. The outfielders aren't really that far back. They're pretty near the warning track, but she hits it back into the screen. Yeah, just looking to fight that one out. Oh, my. Not really trying to hit that anymore. If she did, it probably would just end up in the infield with one of the situations. It'll get called there. This is a good day for a right-handed out of the wind, kind of blowing to the left-field side, so especially for a pole hitter. You can see uh, something big happen soon as she takes ball two. Yeah, Ava Tillman, majorly working outside, but uh, did go inside on that last one. The pitch here, it is hit to the shortstop, who goes straight for home just to prevent the run. Gets the out, but uh, fielder's choice will get Hattie Moore on to first, and now still bases loaded, but now two outs, and... You know, they are up two to nothing, but that's not a bound to believe by any means. Oh, certainly not. No. I mean, Wirt does have a good average, not but more in Kessinger have. So, uh, and Wirt got yeah. the RBI last time, scoring Rollin. She takes strike one. So, if anything, uh, Wirt could, uh, if she does something here, she could automatically be a contender for player of the game. Oh, certainly. Now, 0-1 is the count. Pitch here. It is hit softly to the third base. We get the easy ground out, and Ava Tillman can now take a deep breath here. Two to nothing as another run scores for the Missouri Tigers. We'll be right back into the top of the third. You're listening to KCW Sports. Top of the third here for the Missouri Tigers who lead the Ole Miss Rebels two to nothing in game two of this three-game series. And an SEC opener. So right now, Emma Nichols from the circle, the freshman and the lefty, has just been really efficient. Uh, one hitter so far. And she's starting off at the top of the lineup with Michaela Alley, who takes ball one. But uh, big props so far. I know it's early in the game, but Emma Nichols, who, as we said at the beginning of the broadcast, is you know coming into this program just as a rookie and already just doing really well in her first appearance in, in SEC play. Uh, just uh, looking forward to seeing many more years of her here at Mizzou as one and one is now the count. Yeah, she uh, certainly seems promising. She gets strike two. That's another thing. She, As the game has progressed, she's getting ahead of the count. Uh, at the beginning of the game, she was kind of shying away from giving them anything inside, but she's kind of catching her rhythm, finding her rhythm here. It has popped up, short to right field, has to move in on it, but Imani Min makes the catch. I like that you did a little bit of a, a back step. That's what you're supposed to do. Oh, yeah, never never sure a first bracket about it to take it to bar. But um, talking about Emma Nichols, she just is uh, showing a lot of confidence out there on the circle right now. Um, I, don't, I think she believes she can beat anybody on any pitch right now. And if you're Coach Anderson for the Tigers, you love to see it as, as number two batter lines out right to the second baseman, Kendall Bailey, for a quick second out. I didn't even get a chance to say the name, but Autumn Gillespie is the one who, uh, quick, it was just right to her. She didn't even have to move. Yeah, know? perfect positioning right there. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a good sign to be working her way quickly through the top part of this lineup. Keep our pitch down as the number three batter, Jessica Pock, up at the plate, takes ball one. Yeah, Jessica Puck did walk in her first at-bat, so this could be interesting to see just how much uh, Nichols wants to pitch to her with two outs. She shows a lot of patience, or at least she did in the first at-bat. Getting ready for the second pitch, and is a clear as day down Main Street, strike one. That's probably Jessica Puck didn't go for that one. Huh? With her power, I think she probably could have taken it out of here, to be honest. Maybe we just wasn't feeling it. It was a little bit inside, and, you know, some people have a preference, but Emma Nichols is not going to give you something that pretty again in an at-bat, except for that was a ball, which would be a bit high there. So now 2-1 is the count on Jessica Puck. Two outs in the inning, a chance for a quick one, two, three on the pitch. It is hit to the second baseman, Kendall Bailey, who secures the one, two, three inning. We'll head into the bottom of the third to see if the Tigers can continue to add to their two nothing lead. You're listening to KCLU Sports. We are back here in the bottom of the third. 
on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. I'm Joey Miller alongside me, Lucas Owens. We're still trying to process for the uh, middle of the evening promotion that they had here on Dad and Daughter Day. They brought out a bunch of the softball dads to do a bit of a dance routine in left field, and uh, needless to say, that went exactly as embarrassing as I assume it for the uh, for the players. And now, in the spot, a pitch headed right for the hip of Kendall Bailey, the first pitch. She walks to first, is walking a little bit just to make sure that that leg is... That leg is going to be very much bruised tomorrow morning. Yeah, that was a fastball in right at the leg, but uh, not intentional. But oh, I yeah. Oh, looks like runner here. I'll be continuing. A few stolen bases on the season, but um, as the dancing dance competition, uh, I think the dog actually, uh, sorry, uh, it's going to be uh, Hannah McGivern, uh, Regan James, for the other team. Excuse me, it's all, good. it's all good. Just give them credit where credit is due. But um, nevertheless, uh, Hannah McGivern will be the runner and. A pull-back bunt from Emma Rady, but what were you saying? Uh, the Dancing Dad competition, uh, I think, was just as embarrassing. No, not just as embarrassing. I think it was more... I don't think any of them expected the dads to do exactly what they did. Um, usually, you got all the good guy dancing that comes to no one expect. Uh, it's got some twerking going on, um, some more six-inch dancing. Some stuff that's not safe for broadcast, but... Yeah, so <laughs> I think that uh, that's where we kind of uh, got to the Mizzou Tigers. But uh, certainly, certainly fun here on Dad and Dar's it. Absolutely, and Emma Rady fouled up on back. It's been a beautiful bunt this pitch. Just dropped dead right in its tracks. But we'll move the runner over to second base. That ball just died on impact. It it wasn't a you know great one in terms of aiming it to the first or third base, but they were right on that. Yeah, I mean with the uh, with the lead, the different got off with uh, and the jump she got. Uh, it does, it's really just what works um, for somebody as fast as a difference. Now the Tigers have a runner in scoring position. Just one out. Now Megan Mall, who got a single last last time at the plate, takes ball one. I will say, Ava Tillman, for the pitcher for the Rebels, is really getting up there. 61 pitches through three innings already, so that arm's got to be pretty tight. I don't see anybody in the bullpen quite yet. But. Yeah, I think I saw uh, Anna Borton, number 22 for the Rebels, uh, jogging out there, but not getting set to practice pitching just yet. Welcome back to the Zoo Softball Stadium here in Columbia, Missouri. I'm Joey Miller alongside me, Lucas Owens. 2-0 is the score, and Mizzou's pitcher, Emma Nichols, has really been a great, having a great outing. Uh, only one hit given, and an efficient 48 pitch count as we head into the top of the fourth. The first pitch is a ball, and the batter up is Sydney Gutierrez, who is in the cleanup spot. Yeah, she's in the cleanup spot. She hasn't really gotten a chance to uh, provide any of that cleaning up as uh, Rebels struggling to get runners on. As she fouls it to the first base side. Yeah, just struggling to get base runners in general. Like I said, it is a one-hitter so far. And uh, with somebody like Sydney Gutierrez, uh, you know, your first at bat, you're still getting adjusted to the pitcher. This is her second time facing Emma Nichols, so we'll see if she can get something started as she takes a strike right on the pipe. And now a one and two count for the batting average leader for the Rebels. Yeah, that pitch uh, right there from Nichols just actual challenge. I think had a lot of heat on there. And it is slot two, short stop, who will get it to first base, but it is dropped. Went off the edge of the glove, so with the error. Looks like Gutierrez will be safe. Let's see. Yeah, I it think be... that would be chopped down as an nope. E4. Or E3, E3 yeah. excuse me. Second Nathan did not touch the ball in that place, though. So. Oh. I think we're discussing it right now just to make sure. Yeah, I mean, get a pinch runner in. Let's see here for Cindy Gutierrez. Hmm. Don't know Doesn't... what uh, Coach Ruben Felix was going for there, but uh, regardless, Gutierrez. Gutierrez is aboard, and now Paige Smith has a chance to tie it up with one swing, and it looks like it was counted as an E6. E6, interesting. Odd. But nevertheless, a first pitch ball. So, Ole Miss possibly waking up if they can get a streak going. And it, lo it does look like they switched out the runner, so it's going to be Cooper. And first, is, it has hit the left field on a line. It is caught. Trying to go for the double play. I'm not sure where she was going with that, but luckily the catcher was there to back it up. And that'll just be an out. Kept the runner at first base. 
Now it looks like um, that will be Kessie driving the discussion with Ward about that decision. Ward probably telling her, like, why did you go for that? If that ball could have gone away, she could have gone second, maybe third. Or, yeah, even more. You, you gotta hit your cut up and Yeah, you gotta, you gotta watch for that. Ward is yelling at her right now. Yeah, we're not happy. But Abby Latham now at the plate, the strongest power hitter. Not a person you want in this situation in such a close game here, but 1 0 now, the count 1 out. Yeah, uh, looking down at the Mizzou bullpen, uh, a little surprising. They're getting a few arms going there. Um, so, uh, all you look at it is popped up to right to Emma Nichols, who will not throw up the first base like Kessinger did in the last play. Smart choice there. And it's second out, so possibly able to get out of this inning that started off with that E6. Yeah, excuse me, my eyes are not the best at the ripe old age of 18, but um, <laughs> does look like Eli Gangle is at least one of the pitchers out there. I also saw 32 Sophie Dandola as it is slapped right back to Emma Nichols, and Mac Barbara, the hitter, will round out on the first pitch. So, Emma Nichols once again gets out of the inning. Great performance as we head into the bottom of the fourth. You're listening to KCU Sports. Welcome back here in Columbia, Missouri. Bottom of the fourth inning. Two-nothing game as the Missouri Tigers are up on the Ole Miss Rebels in game two of this series. And Missouri Waltz finishing out crowd clapping along. And it's the top of the lineup we will see here for the Tigers with Wilmez, Rollin, and Kessinger. And still in for the Ole Miss Rebels in the circle is Ava Tillman now at 66 on the pitch count. It does look like he might start to be warming up somebody in the bullpen. Yeah, I believe one. that is uh, like last in. That is Anna Borgian. Her pitch count is definitely getting up there, so I don't want to tax her arm too much. It's tough to see already in the, in the fourth inning. There's a great line drive right down the line of the third base. It's going to get in for a double. She's going to stop as she rounds. A quick double for Brooke Gomez to start off the inning. A great offense, a great oppo power. Just a great accuracy is what I meant to say. Yeah, right down the line. This is a fantastic job there. Now you got Rollin, though. He's one of the better hitters for the Tigers. Uh, certainly has some power. Uh, might try to see if she tries to go down center field for another home run like she ended last night's game with. And two and two, two for two on the day. She was three for three last night, so she's hit, had a hit in every at-bat so far this this series as she takes ball one. So I know it's a stretch here, but Rollin is technically the two hardest parts away from a cycle. Won't say anything. Two, two hardest parts, certainly. It's a stretch, but you never know. Never this know, game is very unpredictable as she takes strike one to even up the count. Zero outs. In the inning, and now a runner at scoring position with the hard part of the lineup coming through. Stoneman with the pitch. Jaden Rollins hits it to the to the sky as it'll get out of bounds into the bullpen. Yeah, Ina Morgan is warming up in the bullpen. Tried to get that at some point. Just hit this place. We call that a home run in an elevator shaft. Yep. Now one and two, so Jasmine Rollins has to get get in the zone now as the next pitch is hit right to the first base, taps the ball on the base for the quick out, but moves up the runner, so now a runner at third base with one out. Do you expect to see maybe a bunt here? Uh, well, with Kessinger girl, I wouldn't expect one. We could possibly see a bunt, but uh, Ole Miss playing in. It would be so, a waste of, of uh, Kessinger at bat, but, yeah, you know. A 400 hitter, you never want to just sacrifice a table and potentially walk her. So, so I guess we won't see a bunt here. Yeah, we'll have to be getting first base free. They're going to walk her and get to Patty Moore, which is still a prolific hitter for the Tigers, but I guess they just don't want something, maybe... Maybe she's a good bunter. Maybe they saw some tape. Or maybe yeah. they just don't want. I, maybe, I think they just don't want her power. And also by putting her on, you do now have the possibility of a double play and a force out at both second and first. That is true. That is true. That's the fourth pitch that's in there for an easy, intentional walk. I don't know why I said easy. All intentional walks are pretty easy. Oh, I won't be so sure. You just got to walk um, down 60 feet. It's always, it's always <laughs> a fun look to uh, look at intentional walks on wrong on YouTube. Just to see pitchers that maybe throw a ball in the strike zone on intentional walks. Uh, get an extra strike in there. Well, that was back in the day where you had to pitch four pitches. Yeah. But now in major. Robbie and Fred is ruined those great uh, YouTube highlight <laughs> As Patty Moore takes strike one, runners on the corners now. Still a great chance with one out. Get some going. It's just a matter of getting contact here. 
anymore. It's a, up in the air. It's out of bounds and does not hold on long enough for the right fielder puck to get to that. So strike. So 0-2 now is the count for Hattie Moore with Kimberly Ward right behind her. Yeah, this is a rough count for her, but I mean, really, uh, I think David Tillman here can try to work it down, not give her a chance for a sacrifice fly, but and you can really see that. Let's see here. It's a ball on the outside part here. So one and two. And I'm watching that pitch count. It's getting to 78 now, I believe, on that last pitch. So... I don't know if there's a limit. I don't think there is a limit, but I've, I think I've heard softball pitchers in D1 going to 100 pitches. But I don't think that'll be the case today uh, with another ball. This will. She keeps looking at the dugout, the pitcher, Ava Tillman, as if to say, this is your last batter, so just do something and we'll get you out. Yeah, well, I mean, it certainly is an issue. Ole Miss only has six pitchers on the roster. Hattie Moore hits a high ball to left field. It is fumbled by the left fielder, but caught by the center fielder. Talk about an assist. Oh, goodness, and they're, they're having an argument here. It looks like... Brooke Wilmez, who was at third base, might have not got the memo that it was caught, understandably so. She might not have tagged up, so they're looking to see if that was a double play. Yeah, I mean, they're going to... Ruben Felix is going to have an argument about it, but I don't I mean there's no replay. If there was replay, it'd be pretty open and shut, but it looks like this is going to stand. And it looks like that's going to score a run. So, wow. Um, Interesting turn of events. We didn't even mention the play that happened. Latham dropped the ball, and then Whitley caught it. Yeah, no, I, I would not be surprised if somebody got that on film. That might be on Sports Center if that gets out. We will see. I've, I've seen similar plays while broadcasting, but that was one of the better ones I've ever seen. Is a foul ball is taken right off the mask, and Gillespie yeah, is, is down, down for help. So they're going to check on her. He's getting up now. They might have hit her in the face. She's standing. As a, a crowd. Yeah, it's always, it's always, uh, always nerve-wracking with uh, what we've learned about concussions to see a player go down like that. and not really see much movement from them, especially if they go down kind of slowly. A little bit of a bad response there, but it uh, looks to be fine. And the catchers are right there in the heat of it all, too. So, you know, I always get a lot of props to the catchers. It looks like she's just going to tough it out and stick in there. Yeah, it looks like she's doing fine just in a moment to gather herself, try to finish out this inning strong. But Kimberly Wirt now at the plate. Runner at first with two outs. Only one is the count and the pitch from Tillman. Inside for ball one. So we're getting closer to we're, – we're, oh, we're over halfway through the game, and Ole Miss has yet to put up any runs. And Mizzou just keeps scoring and scoring except for the third inning as Wirt hits it down the third baseline. But it's nothing like last night where it was nothing for a long time and then a lot in one inning. But, you know, we still got a couple innings. We still yeah, got – Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss really hasn't shown much offensive production so far, but they – certainly, if they can get to Nichols, so they'll do a lot of hits it to right field. It gets over the head of Jessica Puck. Looks like Kessinger's coming around to score, and that'll be an RBI double for Kimberly Wirt. So, another one crossing the plate. And now four to nothing for the Missouri Tigers. So now, the outfielders are finally waking up a little bit. Yeah, not seeing a lot of hard work. That one, dangerously close to going over the green wall and hitting that fence they have there at the outfield, technically being a home run. But, uh, yeah. Surprising oppo power from the right-hander as the next batter, Kendall Bailey, picks strike one. Two outs now, runner in scoring position. For a chance to keep adding to this lead. Pitch here, it is hit up the middle. Fumbled by the second baseman, Smith, and everybody is safe. Runners at the corners, and Tillman is still in the game. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, Ole Miss is in quite a predicament. I mean, they're down four, which is a hard hole to come back from, considering they still have three, they only have three innings to go. Even less if um, Mizzou gets more run scored here, possibly. Might run roll down, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, shocked to not see Anna Borgen even warming up down the pen. She might be already warm, but Emma Rady now ready as she takes strike one, and that would be. The next pitch for Ava Tillman coming up is going to be her 90th pitch. I mean, my arm hurts just thinking about that. My arm hurts now that I've been out of baseball for quite a number of years <laughs> after throwing one ball hard, so can't <laughs> imagine what it feels like for, uh, for Tillman right here. And there is ball one taken on the inside half for Emma Raby here at the seventh spot in the lineup. And the pitch fouled back to the screen. Now one and two. 
and then really just looking to get out of this inning with some great help defensively and some not so great help from the bobbled it looks like it was counted as an error on that last uh, score now a ball on the outside half is two and two now for Emma Raby needs to get some going the lights have come on it's starting to get a bit grayer as he fouls it back towards the screen close to the dugout but not close enough to scare anybody. Yeah, I know with the uh, positioning of Magic Stadium and Hearn Center kind of covering up the sun, you'll be seeing any sunsets coming down, which is probably a good thing for the eyes uh, all around the field. But uh, Oh, a line drive right back to Tillman. And wow, that was a quick way to get out of it. As they, the damage is still done. Two runs score in the bottom of the fourth. Four nothing. We will be back at the top of the fifth here on KCOU Sports. One. Four to nothing is the score. Missouri Tigers leading the Old Miss Rebels. I'm Joey Miller alongside me, Lucas Owens, as the top of the fifth is coming up here in KCOU Sports. 8-9-1 for the lineup for the Rebels to see if they can break away or even get anything on the board for their cause. With Emma Nichols pitching to Amanda Roth. Hits Amanda Roth right in the back. And I'm not sure what the end is doing there, but... Maybe just giving her a warning, like, hey, yeah. don't do that, especially if it's on the first pitch. I know we just saw it, it didn't too look many to go with somebody getting it on the first pitch, but I thought it was too intentional. Did it look intentional? Oh, uh, I think uh, what they're discussing is a courtesy runner, which is going to come uh, in right yeah, now. But, uh, no, I don't, it, I don't think that uh, that hit was intentional at all, but, uh, yeah. But just, uh, Roth will get checked out. Roth will get checked out for Reagan Shane, who will assume the position of the first base runner. Now, the bottom of the lineup, Tate Whitley, center fielder, who on the day has grounded out to the second base. Emma Nichols looking to get on top of this before it gets out of hand as the first pitch is taken low for a ball. Looks like the runners on the corners are running in just to prevent any bunting situation. Yeah, it looks like she's going to try to slap one if she can. And Reagan Chain has a skill in the season, so we know that she is in there for a reason at pinch runner as ball two is taken. And Emma Nichols, we have been praising her this entire game for being very efficient. Has not even, uh, is just about to reach 60 pitches on the game. Uh, that was pitch number 59 taken for strike one. But compared to the pitcher on the other side, David Tillman, who surpassed 90 pitches last inning, uh, I'd say just by that comparison, she is having a stellar day. And on top of that, has only given up one hit. Yes. Yeah, one hit, um, no runs. But it's a pretty great game so far. I don't want to say perfect because it's certainly not a perfect game. But no, there was game. that one hit. But nevertheless, now the count is three and one. So Emma Nichols will need to focus in here. Uh, check swing, pulls back, and looks like the Shane tried to steal second and got caught. So great caught stealing by Patty Moore to get the bases cleared. I was just trying to figure out what that whole situation was with Whitley. I think I know what that was. Uh, I don't know if you did this in baseball, but where you practice slashes, you don't see it often. You maybe see it more often in softball than in baseball, but where you check one, you pull it back, and you just try to slap something some direction. Yeah. That did not work yeah, at all. Uh, Chaney did not get the best jump in. Had he more just a perfect throw down to the second base back. But Whitley will get to first base on a walk. That was ball four, so it does not matter. As Coach Anderson is coming to talk to Emma Nichols. Let's see if that's going to... Let's see if she stays in the game here. She's still... At a reasonable 64 pitch count, but with a runner now and a couple walks there and that hit by pitch at the beginning, you, you gotta wonder if her arm's starting to get sore, so it doesn't look like any motion has been made. There are people warming up in the Missouri bullpen, but it looks like she will stay in the game for now as the top lineup comes up and starts with Michaela Alley, who grounded out to third base in her first at bat and flew out to right field in her second at bat. So see if she's been making contacts and let's see if she can get it through anywhere as she takes ball one 
Yeah, I think uh, right now with uh, Coach Larissa Anderson, she's just uh, went out there to evaluate Nichols, really, um, see how much he has left in the tank. With a 4-1 lead, well, you don't want to leave your starter in there too long. It would be great if you could get at least this inning of work out of her um, and then get closer on maybe for a uh, one or two inning uh, corrected, uh, corrected save. Absolutely, yes. Michaela Alley takes ball two and is getting ready for the third pitch yet at. Pitch here is a strike on the upper outside part. And something about Michaela Alley, something pretty cool, I think, uh, is uh, she always takes the field with the name Victory on her glove, who is a friend of hers who passed away from cancer at age 15, so it's great to see that she's still honoring her friend as she hits it back to the pitcher. It's off the glove, and it deflects into left field, so she will get in there. That's not a hit. That's an error, looks like. But now two base runners with Michaela Alley getting benefit of the doubt on that E1. This looks like they're just getting together to discuss maybe another pinch runner. Yeah, maybe get another courtesy runner in here, get uh, get some more speed on the base pass, but uh, yeah, they definitely need it to get something started as they will in fact go with with like number four. Uh, we are unfamiliar with this name. We don't see her on the roster, but I would assume that she is on the roster. Yeah, she is in a uniform. So. And she's <laughs> on the base pad, so certainly somebody expects to throw us for a loop there is Arm Bolesky. Takes a hack at the first pitch down the right field line, but foul. One out. Runner at first and second. So a chance at a double play to get out of this inning. Autumn Gillespie leads the team in slugging. Seven extra base hits on the season, four of those being home runs. So we'll see as Emma Nichols beans are right in the side, and you gotta wonder if now that the bases are loaded, Emma Nichols must be showing her exhaustion as that passes 70 pitches of the game, for the game. Yeah, it looks like Chris uh, Anderson's gonna leave her in there for the time being, but uh, yeah. Especially it, maybe it, Luis has a uh, teaching moment to get out of this jam, but that teaching moment could go bad if Grand Slam would happen on this, uh, this at bat. Well, we will see if that happens as ball one taken by Jessica Puck. So definitely not the person you want if you're the Missouri Tigers right now and not in the situation by any means because, you know, up to this point they've kept a good lead and now it could be tied up in the swing of a bat. Pitch to Jessica Puck. It is hit and it gets through to the right side and a run will score. So finally, the Rebels take the board to get one, one run across an RBI single from Jessica Puck. And the base is still loaded for a great opportunity now to possibly get the lead in one swing of the bat. And Sidney Gutierrez would be that person to do it. And now Larissa Anderson deciding now is the time to likely take action and get the freshman out of the circle. But by no means did Emma Nichols fail them as she had an outstanding performance. So we will take a quick break. And when we come back, we will get set for the rest of the top of the fifth here on KCOU Sports. Megan Schumacher is the replacement for Emma Nichols coming back here in the top of the fifth. So a freshman for a freshman after a great performance through four and a third for Emma Nichols. And now still in a very high tense situation with a score at four to one during Tigers lead. But bases loaded with Sidney Gutierrez as she fouls that off to the left side. And Larissa Anderson for the Tigers is really putting these freshmen in these intense moments. And it's just early March, you know, and with the fact that the Tigers are ranked, they want to see if they can take this series. They can sweep this series uh, against an SEC opponent that is not having a great season. But we will see if they can get that done. And it is a slow line to the second baseman who catches it and throws the first. And just catching up here. But a great double play athletic for Kimberly Wart. Was that, it? Was, uh, that was uh, Kendall Bailey. Kendall Bailey, my bad. Man, great play. But uh, yeah, the Tigers get out of the game. Great, uh, great first two pitches for Megan Schumacher. So a quick and efficient outing after that pitching change. And we will head into the bottom of the fifth. Coming up next here on KCOU Sports. Welcome back to the bottom of the fifth inning here on KCOU Sports. Joey Miller, Lucas Owens. And 4-1 is the score as the Ole Miss Rebels finally get on the board after a long, uh, long drought. That is uh, 
an impressive showing from Emma Nichols, but got out of that inning in the bases loaded situation from Megan Schumacher as we are headed into the 8, 9, and 1 spots in the batting order, starting off with Megan Mall. But something that we've noticed is Ava Tillman is still pitching for the Rebels as ball one is taken by Megan Mall. She is now at 95 pitches and nobody in the bullpen, it looks like they're ready to go. And you just got to wonder what's going through Ruben Felix's mind on Ole Miss dugout as it's fouled to the right side, but she's approaching 100 pitches, and what, what do you make of that? Lucas? I really don't know. We've seen uh, Ana Borgian get up in the uh, homeless bullpen a few times, but they're really trying to work Ava Tillman here. This might be a product of just not having a lot of arms this weekend, um, certainly going into uh, tomorrow's game. Um, maybe they're just saving their arms for that, but that's yeah, just interesting. Uh, maybe is. Now a couple pitches go by. It's two and two, a foul back to the screen, and the ball just on that pitch with Megan Mall, who Earlier today, got a single in her first at-bat, and a fielder's choice to third base in her most recent. And she takes all three, so full count. And to Tillman's credit, four runs may seem like a lot right now, as there seemingly hasn't been any retaliation with the exception of last inning, but keeping a team of four runs, especially a ranked team, is pretty good, as Megan Mall swings and misses for the first out. But Imani Mint coming up at the bottom of the lineup to get something going. And looks like the catcher's just getting the message out to everybody. Yeah, look, Bonnie Mint known for these uh, slap singles, but uh, yeah, it's just interesting to see Tillman just still producing. Yes. Um, she pitches all one. That was her 101st pitch. Yeah, but um, I mean, she, four runs, like you said, it's like it's a lot in one team, but it can be made up in just a few swings for the only struggles. Strike one taken by Mint, but yeah, no, it's all about perspective. It's But in this case, four runs is not what the Rebels wanted coming into this game, especially with kind of a slower start than last game. That still didn't turn out in their favor as a swinging strike two. Now one and two with one out for Imani Mint. Infield creeping in as she's known to kind of just try and get it on the ground and she checks and that'll be enough. She went around for the strikeout. So now two outs. And we are back at the top of the lineup. Brooke Lomez with a, a double to start off that two-run push in the fourth inning, the most recent inning where the Tigers have scored as she hits a sharp ball to the edge of the Ole Miss dugout, but strike one as she falls behind in the count. Tillman with four strikeouts on the day. Two of them in the last two at-bats, which is even more surprising, to be honest. So, doing this good. As she did. Looks like Lomez hits it to first base, who will take it herself. That's Gutierrez getting the third out, and that'll be it. A 1-2-3 inning for Tillman. An impressive showing for the pitcher with 105 pitches now on the day, and we will be back at the top of the sixth here at KCLU Sports. Welcome back to Mizzou Softball Stadium here at KCLU Sports. Score 4-1. I'm Joey Miller alongside me, Luke Zones. And now pitching, uh, came in last inning to relieve Emma Nichols is Megan Schumacher. Didn't really have much as she only had two pitches in her last inning. As it was a quick in and out kind of situation, but now she will face a couple new batters who are coming in. It looks like uh, Ali Mena, who is up to bat right now at the five spot, and another change for the Rebels is going to be Vitved, who is fouled for the first pitch for Mena, but Casey Vitved, that is, who will assume the eighth spot. Yeah, interesting. I haven't seen a lot of souvenirs go to the crowd today. Um, looks like uh, that guy is not going to take it for his opportunity to go free appetizer, and uh, looks like they're going to go for it now. No, I think they I think they just it back to the dugout. So they, no, no free appetizer. They do offer <laughs> free appetizer for returning foul balls. I think they did. There's like a tube on the side of the dugout that they can turn it in. But interesting. Back to the game. 2-1 uh, is now the count on Ali Mena. A 167 batting average, but 11 RBIs and two home runs, so... Uh, you know, it's a 50-50 shot at this point as she hits it down the third baseline, but it'll just barely get foul. So now evens up the count at two and two. 
Schumacher with some impressive selections of pitches, some good speed. Yes. And it's taken on the outside, have to get it to a full count for Ali Mana's first at-bat of the game. Yeah, um, this definitely won't be a good start to walk a leadoff batter, especially with Ali Mena having a 167 average so far into the season. And that is exactly what Schumacher will do. Give him a free base runner as Latham comes up to bat next. Latham is one for two on the day with a single in the second inning. Looks like there's the second baseman, Kendall Bailey, just having a word with the freshman, Megan Schumacher. Get her in the right head space. Now a runner in that first base. Still a sizable lead, 4-1. Tigers still lead it. But as we saw from the last defensive outing for the Tigers, things can get out of hand fast as strike one is called on Abby Latham. Yeah, definitely one who uh, try to limit us here. Um, Man hasn't gone on too often this season, so don't know if uh, she's going to try to go for a steal here. Certainly could see it with how far down it misses. As Latham hits a towering pop-up to center field, Brooke Wilmes takes care of it easily for the first out. Yeah, a nice, uh, nice job there by Schumacher to get um, Latham to hit that pitch just right to the center fielder, and then certainly not enough to uh, get past her. Got some good speed on it to get a pop-up started there, and it's always the hardest out. The first out is always the hardest out, but it's the hill that you kind of have to overcome. You have a uh, pinch hitter. Taylor Watford is pinch hitting for Mac Barbara. They're throwing a lot of uh, last-minute changes at us. Well, I would also figure you get a righty-on-righty matchup. Mac Barbara, I believe, that's left-handed, so um, gets that in. So. Does, that, does that make a difference for softball? I guess it does. Yeah. I know that for baseball, you usually want the opposite hand. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's whatever even reason uh, Ruben Felix wants his uh, righties up. Ruben Felix has had a lot of experience. He coached at a major league level. Is it's hit to first base, who gets the force out at second, but won't get the double play. But yeah, Ruben Felix actually was once an assistant coach with the Cleveland Indians and the bullpen catcher and batting practice pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. He uh, he was actually asked to staff for Team USA in the 2009 World Baseball Classic. So a bit of interesting backstory for the interim head coach Ruben Felix, who is assuming the position after Matt Smith resigned in December last year. So we'll see if he gets the official spot later in the season. As now two outs and facing Casey Vitven. Ball one. Taylor Watford is at first base. Second pitch is outside, but she comes around on it for strike one, even up ten. Yeah, it certainly is interesting to see where we feel like some getting so many pinch hitters in uh, this late into the game. Um, just figure trying to get some more experience, maybe get a little bit of a spark going. As ball two is thrown to Casey Vitted, but yeah, I think what Ruben Felix is thinking right now for the Rebels is the starting lineup clearly wasn't working. They weren't getting anything done. They kind of just got to throw something new and see if it sticks. Vitted takes ball three. You definitely don't want two base runners and nobody gets a scoring position, especially with two outs. Yeah, and and you have uh, Whitley coming up, who is a 300 hitter. Uh, hasn't been able to get a hit today, but uh, could definitely get something to work. A pop-up, towering to the second baseman, Kendall Bailey, calls it, secures it, and gets out of the inning. So 4-1 remains the score as we head into the bottom of the sixth inning. It was going to be KCOU Sports. Welcome back. We are coming back watching the Dizzy Bat Race. A couple of contestants in left field doing something out there as we are getting set. For the bottom of the sixth, and for some weird reason, Ava Tillman is still the pitcher for the Ole Miss Rebels. Her pitch count now is 106, and that's going to take a lot of icy hot and a leave when she gets back to the hotel, let me tell you. Oh, man, her arm has to absolutely be destroyed right now. I mean, I guess you're, I guess you're in mid-season form, but still, this is a lot of pitches for a college pitcher. Yeah, it doesn't matter what kind of form you are in 107, now 108 pitches as she throws ball two to consecutive balls to Jasmine Rollin. It, it's just, you can, it, she's not really showing it right now, but I can already kind of tell what she's thinking right now. It's just an unfortunate situation where, like we said previously, as Jasmine Rollins, uh, Jasmine Rollins hits it to the right field side for a foul ball. I think it's just a lack of pitching that they brought with them on the trip, and, you know, Ruben Felix kind of just said, you got one more in you, you got one more in you, you're doing a good job, you're not letting them score more than three runs in an inning, and here we are, in the bottom of the sixth, 
Yeah, and I mean, they did have a game on Wednesday against Missouri State, so explain some pitching there, and then they had to come here last night. They used three pitchers last night, and then, so, that's most of their pitching staff right there, so it's pretty much out of necessity. David Tillman now walking. Jasmine Rowland, but still being in great help, like you said. Yeah, but it looks like it could be the end after that. It's like the nightmare for Tillman might be finally over. It looks like we will get in the board and come in. So, we will step away, as will Ava Tillman, finally, after 111 pitches. Pretty solid outing for her. And she gets an applause, but we'll be right back after a quick break on KCU Sports. Pitching change for the Ole Miss Rebels as Anna Borgen comes in for Ava Tillman after a 111-pitch outing through six innings. So Ava Tillman will get the rest that she so desperately needs and deserves. And now Kayla Kessinger at the three spot will come up with a runner at first, facing the junior pitcher Borgen. With an impressive 1.09 ERA, might I add, I think it's the lowest on the team. It's a very impressive off-speed. And the crowd is not into, but it looked like it was right down the pipe. Yeah. That, that pitch was nasty. It was. They it, start out with that as something else. It shows you, you know, hey, this is what I'm giving you. Get ready. It's just a preview. This ball is taken on the outside. But we're sitting right above home plate right now in the broadcast booth, and that, that was just a beauty. It kind of like swerved a little bit. It was kind of like throwing a wiffle ball if you could throw it at half the speed and all the movement. So it's ball two taken, two and one now for Caleb Kessinger. And Mizzou definitely wants to get something going here. And it, you know, they're still pretty far away from the mercy rule. They still need uh, five runs, but you can only hope if you're them, they just want to go home, get Saturday night started, but two and two is now the count, and it's, you were mentioning on the break that it's a beautiful afternoon. We can't really see the sunset where we are right now, but the sky is very blue and gray and Claude Monet-esque. Yeah, it's just a great night here. As Kelly Kessinger hits a line drive in the gap between left and center. She's rounded the second, and she will get safe. Everybody's safe for a nice double to start off the and a Borgian outing. Yeah, um, a little bit of a rough start, but Rawlin, I guess, didn't get the memo that that one was falling until late because uh, Kessinger very close to catching up. The ball had a lot of hang time, so it's anybody's guess, especially after that one play that we saw earlier in left center where Latham kind of uh, dropped it, but Whitley in center field was right there to catch it. Uh, really impressive play, but Hattie Moore takes strike one on another crazy off-speed from Anna Borgian. Yeah, Hattie Moore, um, among all the scores for Mizzou, hasn't had the best of nights. Um, Tillman reached on a walk in a fielder's choice. As runners second and third, take strike one to the dismay of many and Hattie Moore, a bit on the inside, right on the line. And the catcher's walking out to second and or first base. Well, it looks like something might have happened with her hand. We saw the catcher walking towards the pitching circle quite often, looks like, but when she kind of diverted towards the right field, it seemed a bit odd, but now we know it hurt. she's getting her hand wrapped, Gillespie that is. I guess it just hit wrong. Yeah, but uh, in a origin, off of two calls that the Mizzou faithful were too fond of, now has an 0-2 count against Patty Moore. Still zero outs, though, so yeah. you still got to get over that first out pump there. Yeah, well, she certainly has the uh, benefit of the count right now. As a uh, take, as a uh, right, as uh, that would be Gillespie. Didn't her hand look that? Looks like she's all good to go now. Definitely don't want to risk any injury, especially when you're on a road trip. Oh, certainly, certainly not, especially with the catcher. Um, catchers just need to be more forces all the time, and to have her go out would be terrible. Gillespie's a great offensive tool, too, as ball one is taken by Hattie Moore. So, you know, definitely want to protect that power hitter at all costs, especially heading into the later part of this game. Morgan sets, lines, and throws a foul ball off to the third base side. And you'd think after Hattie Moore not really doing much today in terms of any sort of hits, this would be the chance, if any, to at least go one for four. She gets him going in a nasty off-speed pitch. Gets her out in front. It's going to be a drop third, but the strikeout remains. What a nasty off-speed pitch from Borgen. Yeah, man, that just hurt so hard. So 
Yeah, just, I didn't really know, I don't think Moore really knew what was coming. It started off fast, and it kind of just stopped. It, it was kind of like telekinesis, in a sense. It's That was insane. She just kind of swung when it was halfway to the plate, but yeah, really proper. I mean, there's a reason that now she has a 1.08 ERA and a 1.03 uh, whip. Just an incredible uh, timing hazard for a batter, because we're getting ready for Kimberly Ward after a few words exchanged. Yeah, uh, Alex Lee, the home plate umpire, looks like he might have seen something wrong. Discuss what both coaches. I think it might have been the possibility of interference at first base, but it didn't look like it to me, and I think they were just confirming that. So, nevertheless, one out. Still runners at second and third for Wirt. Ball taken inside. Looks like that almost hit her. Backed up a little bit. So, definitely need to score just to head into the seventh with something as it's foul to the Missouri dugout. You know, you definitely want to, if you're not going to get the mercy roll going, at the very least, you want to get over a four-run lead so that you can bring in a closer and just end the game next half inning. But we'll see as we're, once again, fouls it to the left side and almost hits her coach. Good thing she didn't. She might have to run laps. Yeah, um, but if you were saying about the lead, um, just to get some turns, especially with having runners on second and third with no out to start the inning, um, it would be a shame for the Tigers not to get any runs here. Oh, yeah. That would not look well for the Missouri offenses. The next pitch is taken high for evening up the count at two and two. Work today with a single in her first at bat and a double in her most recent and ground out right in the middle in the second inning. So two RBIs on the day, not too bad, not too shabby. It's another off speed. Gets the timing off. She really knows how to throw people off at the right moment in a strikeout. So now with two outs, Kendall Bailey coming up. And this would not look well for just any sort of momentum to have runners at second and third at zero outs. But props to Anna Borgen, a star in the making. I don't want to say a star in the making. She is a junior. But a possible SEC standout this season if she continues how she has been at the start of this season. Yeah, she's uh, pitching great. This any uh, she throws in another off-speed pitch for ball two. But um, the Missouri Tigers need to get out ahead of her. She throws a lot of off-speed later in counts. So, uh, later or at the beginning of counts, it's one or the other. Yeah, but towards the middle of the count, she tends to just, especially right now, she's probably going to try to get in the strike. So, so the pitch is hit foul to third base side. With two outs, the runners just have to go with the crack of the bat no matter what. But definitely trying to get something through the infield is Kendall Bailey at the sixth spot in the lineup. Pitch here is hit once again to the third base side. Well, I'm starting to feel like we might see uh, some movement on this next pitch to turn the president for uh, Anna Borgen. And fun and entertaining pitcher to watch. Just absolutely nasty stuff. I look forward to following her as the season progresses for the Rebels. And the next pitch is a pitch. It's hit up the middle off the glove of Borgen, but collected by the shortstop. He overthrows the first base, and the both runs will score as it looks like there's a pickle situation here with Bailey in between first and second, and is eventually tagged out. So I'm not sure. I think that would be an East 6. I'm just going to make sure the, runners, the runs did score, but the inning is now over. So 6-1 now with those two runs across the plate, headed into the top of the seven. You better stick around for this one for Game 2 here in KCOU Sports. Welcome to Missouri Tigers softball. Welcome back, that is. I'm Joey Miller alongside me, Lucas Owens. The Tigers brought across two more runs to add to the now 6-1 lead. And here we are in the top of the seventh, and Eli Daniel getting ready to finish this game out, if she can, as ball one is taken by Tate Whitley, who is at the bottom of the lineup. But Eli Daniel, the only senior on the team, the only one listed as a senior, is has been a very consistent uh, closer for the Tigers as strike one evens up a count with Tate Whitley. But... She had a great close to the game last night uh, and is 6-1 on the season. It's like strike two there, but four saves on the season. And just over the past four, uh, past three years, excuse me, she was a transfer her sophomore year, has been just 
phenomenal. Sticking with the program, a lot of people coming on, the transfers and new freshmen coming in this year. But uh, Daniel has just been a rock for these Tigers. It's now the count is two and two on Tate Whitley. A swing and a miss. Gets the first out with the seventh inning. So just two more to go as here we are at the top of the lineup. Michaela Alley, the shortstop, who got a single last time around. Daniel with the lineup. That is a strike. Yeah, um, Daniel, as you mentioned, great closer for the Tigers. Um, a lot of strikeouts, 36 strikeouts, only three walks on the season so far. So just the second pitch is hit. Pretty nice line to the left side, but going to be caught by Kelly Kessinger for the out. And here we are. The potential final batter will be Autumn Gillespie, who we saw have her hand taped up the catcher. And this is it. We will see if Tigers can finish the series win as strike one down the middle. And just two strikes away from winning the first SEC series of the season. Strike two. Oh, so quick work. And here we are. And the last pitch. The crowd is standing. Yeah, crowd very into this. Crowd wants to wants go to home on a big strike out here. And the pitch is fouled off, so kind of an anticlimactic uh, move killer. But the tenseness is still there. 0-2. The pitch is high for ball one. This has been one of the best starts for the Missouri Tigers probably since 2016. And it has popped up to right field and Monument will take care of it to secure the series win here for the Missouri Tigers. The final score, 6-1. And just overall, I'd say, just recapping myself, things to take with the Rebels going into the final game tomorrow. I'd say get off to a better start offensively, and that's just really where I see them struggle. What say you about that performance? Who are the key players that we saw today in this series win? Well, yeah, like you said, the Rebels had a very hard time just throughout the game with Emma Nichols and then later in the game with Schumacher and Daniel. But um, just really, their pitching was not bad. Ava Tillman was an absolute workhorse. Really impressive, even if she did give up. Uh, I believe she ended up with five earned runners. But um, she just got a lot of work done. Their, uh, their bullpen is going to come in rested tomorrow. I don't know who they're going to start yet, but uh, they certainly will have a lot going for them, considering how much they worked on tonight. So Emma Nichols will get the win, and Megan Schumacher gets a save. The Zoo Tigers go to 18-6 and on the season, 6-1 and at home, 2-0 in the SEC, and now a win streak of four. So tomorrow, we'll be right back here, KCOU, for Game 3 on Sunday, March 8th at 4 p.m. The call will be Logan Perrone and Kara Brown to finish up the series to see if the Tigers can start their SEC home stand home opener with a sweep. So from Mizzou Softball Stadium, we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for supporting Student Radio here at the University of Missouri. I am Joey Miller alongside me, Lucas Owens, signing off from Mizzou Softball Stadium. 6-1, Tigers take Game 2.